What's up, all you freaks and geeks of the world? It's your fairy sex mother. I'm here with another episode for the Sex Experience Podcast. Today's episode. Okay, on a serious note, today's episode is going to be about um, reasons why people don't come out about their abuse, as you can see by the title. But just to put it out there, there are several other reasons why people don't come out about their abuse, and that's honestly their business. The ones that I am listing are the more like common ones and open ones, and everyone should honestly like. Well, not everyone, because I don't know who this is all going to reach out to. But if you're listening to this, I just feel like you should definitely like take the time and pay attention, especially if there is somebody in your life who is being abused or who has been abused and they've tried to come to people for help, but it doesn't work out that well. Here are some of the reasons why. And so, you know, just, you know, just listen to the episode and stuff like that. If you know any other reasons why, you can definitely hit me up. And so, yeah, let's get right into the episode. Um, One of the reasons why people don't talk about their abuse is because of judgment. People compare abuse. Well, at least you at least didn't this uh, at least did. I'm still getting tongue tied. Well, at least this didn't happen to you. At least this didn't happen. At least this. At least that. At least at least at least at least you're upset about that. Well, this happened to me regardless of what happened to somebody. Abuse is abuse. Abuse has traumatic effects on anyone, whether they are minor effects, major effects, regardless, those effects can change a person's perspective on love, life, or on anything that has that happened that's happening to them. And coming from somebody or speaking from a perspective of being abused, I was abused mentally, physically, sexually, um, and emotionally before. And these are all some of the reasons why I never came out about my situations because of judgment, because of people always trying to tell me what they felt was better for me or how I could have done this, or this could have been better, or this could have been worse, or this, 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 always trying to compare abusive situations. You should never try again to compare it because it all affects us differently. What may be minor to you is major to somebody else. You should never compare abuse just because like, for example, for people who are like, well, I don't know. I don't get what you're talking about. For example, if somebody comes up to you and says like, my uncle has been punching my mom, my aunt in the face. And it's bothering me because he tells me that if I go back and I tell my mom, then he's going to do the same thing to me. And then you come back and say, well, at least your uncle isn't raping your aunt. At least your uncle isn't um, taking advantage of you. At least your uncle is not doing that regardless of what's going on. It still hurts. It's still very traumatizing. It's still very painful. And that's a messed up way to live life, knowing that you have to keep certain things to yourself because of being judged by others or not feeling like you're accepted or feeling as if that nobody can really understand where you're coming from. Because we've all had moments where we felt like somebody couldn't understand who we truly were. And so people who have been in abusive situations, they are also the people who really don't, who feel a certain type of way 
and they also feel like nobody understands them unless you've been abused like they've been abused but again who really talks about being abused so that's one of the reasons why they don't come out about their situations is because of judgment another example is believing there are cases of people telling their stories and no one believes them because they know the person to be honest that's one of the biggest things that pisses me off about somebody trying to come or not trying to someone putting an effort i should say that into coming forward about their abusive situation no matter what the situation is someone's coming forward and letting you know hey johnny i keep saying guy names it's just a habit but susan took advantage of me she touched me inappropriately and she did all these things to me oh susan would never do that because she's a straight a student and she'll never carry herself that kind of way susan would never do that she's so quiet into herself listen if somebody is coming to you and letting you know that something happened to them and it was inappropriate and they felt uncomfortable and it's bothering their spirit, it honestly does not matter what you know about that person. Because to be honest with you, you never know who a person truly is behind closed doors. There are people in this world who are amazing at putting up fronts as if this is who they are. But as soon as they leave your presence... As soon as you're not in front of them, they are a totally different person. Totally different. So if somebody comes to you and says, hey, like such and such took advantage of me and or such and such did this to me. This made me feel uncomfortable, blah, 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 blah. And your response is, are you sure? You sure it was them who did it? You know, sometimes you do this kind of stuff. So maybe you took it the wrong way. No, the person is telling you that they are uncomfortable. They're letting you know that something happened to them that violated their personal space or that violated who they were as a person. So if they're telling you this and your response in return is, are you sure? Or that wouldn't happen. Or this person isn't like that. You are part of the problem. You are basically telling them that whatever happened to you is not real or it didn't happen or they need to go back and rethink the situation to make sure they know exactly what happened. Like, that's hurtful. That's something really hurtful you can tell a person. And honestly, like I said, that's one of the things that really pisses me off because that's a situation that happened to me. So it's just that. Another thing that people do that makes a person afraid to talk about their abuse is escape routes. People will say, if you didn't do this, then this wouldn't happen to you. An escape route. You should have did this. They try to give you an answer on what you should have done. Listen, abuse can happen any time, anywhere, at any place. That is the, it's the most one. It's another disrespectful thing to tell somebody because you're telling them that if they didn't, if you don't, if you didn't live your life the way that you did, then this wouldn't have happened to you. For example, you go to a party, you're drinking at the party, you're smoking a little bit, you know, you're crossfaded, you're having fun. You're doing the same thing that you've been doing since the beginning of time, since you started partying. As you're leaving the party, somebody comes to you and they approach you. They're telling you what they want to do to you or what they would like to do. And you tell them no, but they still continue, they continue to pursue you. 
and they whether they pursue you to the point where it's just annoying and you have to fight them off for it to happen or to the point that it goes very very far and then now you're just stuck because you feel disrespected degraded you are assaulted humiliated and all those other kind of things and you go back and tell someone and their response is if you didn't go to the party this wouldn't have happened to you if you weren't drinking this wouldn't have happened to you if you did not smoke if you did not partake in any other party activities this wouldn't have happened to you you went to a party you went somewhere to live your life because there's no telling when anybody is going to die so you went out and you lived your life and you tried to have fun you tried to make an experience for yourself that you can go back and look at and say that was a good time and that good time turned into something terrible and your response to that person is you shouldn't have done this that is very disrespectful to say to somebody what you shouldn't have done. This person could have been at the mall. They could have been at the grocery store. Let's talk about it. It could have happened at church. It could have happened after church. It could have happened at school. It could have happened at work. It could have happened in your own house when you were minding your own business and doing your own thing. Abuse can happen anywhere, at any time, any place. So telling someone, well, you should have did this, you should have did that, you should have did this, you should have did that. You're giving them an escape route of a situation, of a hypothesis you don't even know would have worked. Because who's to say that if I didn't go to that party, that that abusive situation that night wouldn't have still happened? When someone is coming to you and confiding into you, letting you know, like, this is what's going on. You should listen. Don't give them an escape route of, well, you should have did this. Don't tell them, oh, you don't believe it because, or it's not nice. It's not cool to say that you don't believe it because you have had crossings with a person or minor interactions with somebody or you know little things about the person. You don't know anything because you did not live in those shoes. You do not live in that person's shoes. So you don't know what they're going through and how these experiences are affecting them. Another example is action. People will file cases, complaints to the right person and no justice will be served or it takes a long time to be served or they prosecute the wrong people or person. I mean, there's there's no better. It's no way to like go deeper into that. You sit there and you go like, for example... You are taken advantage of and you go to the authorities or you go to an authoritative figure because sometimes going to an authority can still set you up for failure. You go to it's not just a police officer or to your local hospital or clinic, urgent care, whatever the case may be. You can go to an authoritative figure like your parents or an adult. Not even just an adult, because you could be an adult going through this situation. You can go to, like, your parents. You can go to, if it happens to you at school, you can go to your principal, your dean, your college department, whatever. It's so, it's so many authoritative figures that you can approach this, any of those um, abusive situations with. And there have been many times where people do not get justice. Or they don't get the closure that they need to help them move past, not even just move past, but be able to understand 
what happened and try to work towards healing. For example, the Central Park Five. For the ones who have seen the Netflix series and stuff like that, it hurt a lot of people. But one of the, excuse me, one of the big reasons why it hurt was because they prosecuted the wrong people. Blatantly knew that it was wrong. All this other kind of stuff and let it continue to happen. And it hurt to see that happen. But the woman was okay or felt somewhat at peace. She did not, she wasn't able to fully talk about her situation because it hurt her that bad. But she just knew that somebody needed to be arrested for the crimes that they committed. And the Central Park Five boys, guys, didn't even do anything. They was minding their business, doing their own thing. And then they had to go through all of that, all of those traumatic experiences because they, of the authorities, prosecuted the wrong people. Now let's go over prosecuting the wrong people. Let's go over to them not doing something. For example, I'll give you guys a real life scenario like what happened in my life. I went to an authority figure. Let, I went to a teacher letting them know what had happened to me. When I went to the teacher, the teacher did the whole belief system and she passed judgment. She went through the belief system of saying that she knew this person and they wouldn't do anything like that. And because I had a reputation of being a certain type of girl or being a certain kind of way, she didn't believe that I could be taken advantage of. But what she did believe was I got myself involved in something and I didn't like it later on. That's me going to an authority figure and letting them know what's happening to me. And instead of them trying to help me figure out what I need to do next, they pass judgment and put their beliefs and stuff like that on me, which made me more afraid to talk about it with other people. Another, oops. Another example, you could go to the police or you could go to your doctor they have a rape kit at hospitals when you let them know that you have been taken advantage of sexually and you would like to get a rape kit done for you and stuff like that. You can go through that entire process and it could take forever and a day for them to give you the justice that you deserve. Give you the peace, I'm sorry, that you deserve. And it's hurtful. It's scary it makes people sad. It makes people want to hide in their shell. It makes people not want to talk about it. Because also, what, coincide, what goes inside with all of that is it gives the abuser more power over their victim. How does it do that, Fairy? Let me explain it to you. So, we have seen in TV shows, movies, and some of you may know people in real life situations where the abuser will go to their victim and say things either before or after they have done something to them or they do something to them, they will say to them something along the lines of, if you tell anybody, I will hurt somebody else in your family. If you tell anybody, I will kill you. I will hurt you. If you tell anybody, nobody's going to believe you because you are blah, 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 blah. So many disrespectful, degrading adjectives. 
if you do this, then this is going to happen. Going to happen. Your abuser, the not your abuser, but the abuser is basically telling the victim what would happen if they even came forward about anything that was going on with them. And then the victim comes forward and talks and goes to somebody for help. And the person they go to for help declines them help. You have proven the abuser right. I come to you for help because my girlfriend is hitting on me and I can't take it no more. But I, I want to leave, but I have nowhere to stay. Oh, you can't stay here because I don't have time for her to bring her shit over here and for da 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 Just deal with it or just stop being so blah. Now the abuser has power. Dad, mom, I don't like going over dad's house because every time I go over there and Uncle Bobby's there, he's giving me those weird feelings. Your Uncle Bobby is just a friendly person. You have to let it go and stop wearing those shorts around him. Maybe he wouldn't be so friendly. Power. You're giving the abuser power. We have to take power away from the abusers because they also know who to pry on and how they do it. And it does not feel good to feel disrespected, degraded, be manipulated. And then when you try to get help because you feel you're the person, the victim is feeling strong in the moment because it takes a very, very strong person to come out and ask for help. One. And then when they get denied help, have to figure out what the next move is after that. It takes a very strong person. And when I talk about abuse, I'm not referring to abuse just from sex, like sexual abuse. I'm referring to sexual, mental, physical, emotional, financial. Abuse has all different kinds of forms. And there are so many people that will try to come and ask for help or even try to get help and do the right thing. But because whoever they're trying to get help from doesn't do their job or doesn't want to be a friend. They don't want to be a real family member. They don't want to be a helper. They want to be selfish and look at themselves and not care about anything else. They don't want to help out whatsoever. Even if they could help out, they don't want to. Because of situations like that, it causes more and more problems. And again, it gives the abuser power. And we have to stop giving them power. And the last reason why people don't come out about their situations about their abusive situations, it's honestly because of you liars. There are so many people who lie about being abused, whether it's for attention, for um, get back, revenge, whatever the reason is, it's so many liars. There's been so many cases and instances where people will lie. For an example, a girl or a female, whatever, will try to pursue a guy, and if the guy says no, blah, 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 and then she goes back out and says, oh, he raped me. Then, all of a sudden, everyone at that moment takes it serious, like, oh, he took advantage of you, he raped you, blah, 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 blah. Now, this young man's life is ruined because he didn't want to pursue you. And now you feel better that you have ruined somebody else's life because you didn't get your way. That is spoiled, manipulative behavior. And that is also the behavior of an abuser. And that's a problem. 
lying about being mentally, physically, sexually, emotionally, financially, whatever type of abuse it is, whether it's minor or major, lying about it in general is a problem. And it is wrong. And it makes it harder for people who have been abused to come out. Because if four people, let's say, for example, it's eight people in the room, four people come forward and say, I've been abused, I've been abused, I've been abused, I've been abused, and none of it has ever happened. When the fifth person comes up who actually has been abused, says something, nobody is going to believe them. You want to know why? Because you already had so many liars in your face before. It's the boy who cried wolf, except for different people. Stop lying about being abused, because honestly, if you, ev- if you've ne- if you have never been abused but you have lied and say that you have you don't want to be in a situation where you get abused you don't want to be a victim because being a victim people only see sometimes the beginning and the end results you don't know what it's like to be in the situation of being the victim you don't know the middle. You don't know the, the supporting sentences to the paragraph. You don't know what's going on on the inside or the stuff that the victim is scared to talk about or they can't talk about because even when they think about it, their body starts to shut down and they tremble and they shake because they are in fear. Because of liars, because of people who feel the need to try to lie to get ahead or they feel like the lying will help them succeed more in life or in the situation you make it harder for the next there are some things you should make harder for the next you should make it in a relationship in a happy healthy relationship like money bag yo said you should spoil your partner so that way if y'all if something happens to y'all and y'all break up it's harder for the next person to come up and do things for them because you have to beat this you should make it harder for the next employee for to come at your job because your last employees have done such a good job that you don't want to let them go. So whichever next round of employees come up there, it's harder for them to, uh, to excel because everybody else at your job company has done great. Making abuse harder for the next person is not something to be proud of. It's not something to take pride into. And we should stop. Not we as in like you are doing it. But if you know somebody that's doing it or that has done it, stop. Because you make it hard for people like myself and like others who want to come out and get help and want to do things to heal from their past. But they're afraid to because you have liars. You have people who pass judgment. You have people who will sit there and tell you what they believe would really happen instead of act and not the not actually being there. And then you have people who give escape routes telling you what you should have done. And then you have people who don't take action. You have the position to do something, but you don't actually do it. You got to think about it, even though some people will say that we are in more sensitive times and times are a lot sensitive and everybody is more in tune da, 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 da. I don't feel it's that way I feel that people are truly coming out about their true feelings and true emotions because a lot of shit that happened in the past that 
people let slide, it's not sliding no more. And that's all it is that's happening. Just like another example, and then I'm going to be out you guys' hair. Last year, 2020, I don't remember around exactly what time, but I just know that Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter has always been a huge movement, but last year, 2020, after all of the, um, like, the big, big um, amounts of cops killing black people and just a lot of black people going missing, like, it was a lot of things going on with black people. I don't know about everybody else's social media or their Twitter specifically, but on my Twitter timeline last year in 2020, there was a moment where there was a whole week of men and women and non-binary, because I don't want anyone to feel like they have to be trapped in that. But there was men, women, and non-binary people coming out about their abuse. There were men telling how they were abused by other men, taken advantage of by other men, other women, what happened to them when they were younger and they felt ashamed and embarrassed and never told anybody because of their true feelings. There were women that came out about their abusive situations, whether it was currently happening to them, it happened to them in the past or whatever. Same thing with non-binary people. It was people coming out and talking about their abuse. And on top of that, they were coming forward and saying names dropping names, giving initials, information, because the power of social media is very, very heavy. We all know if you want to get a message out very quickly and you want it to spread to a large number of people, social media is the way to go. And last year when that happened, when everyone, not everyone, but when those people came out about their situations, there were very positive comments about uplifting them and letting them know like if you need help what area do you live in because you're looking for a therapist here's one that I have and I love them Bob like so many positive reinforcements going on to help them heal from their trauma but because of all the positive comments there were also a lot of negative comments and some of the negative comments were exactly some of the things that I had said in this thing inside of this podcast episode there are people who are saying no that couldn't have been such and such that's my boy that's my frat brother that's my line sister that's my homegirl that's my bestie no we grew up together they were never this kind of person you had all those kind of situations and then you have people who came in and judged it was so many issues that came even though there was a lot of positives just as many positives, there were probably just as many negatives. And that is a part of the problem. When people talk about their abuse and they're telling the truth, because this is not for the liars. When people talk about their abuse and they're telling the truth and others undermine them, it makes it hard for people to feel comfortable and talking about their situations. And that situations, whether it's in family, relationships, or friendships, because abuse can happen anywhere. Your family can abuse you, your friends can abuse you, and your partner can abuse you. A stranger can abuse you. It's not just one-sided of like, oh, it only comes from one set of people. You never know when, where, or why it happened. It just does sometimes. It just does. And so, you know, whenever somebody is coming to you and letting you know that they have been abused or they've been in an abusive situation, or even if they're letting you know that they are currently being abused, 
if they feel comfortable enough in telling you what's going on with them, that means they feel comfortable enough in let in you helping them figure out what to do next. Because maybe I'm not saying that all victims are strong, but maybe they're not strong enough to do certain things by your by themselves. It's very scary to walk into a police station by yourself and talk about what happened to you. It's very scary to walk to your principal's office and let them know what's happened to you. It's very scary to go to a hospital and let them know what's happened to you. So if somebody is coming to you and letting you know that this happened to them, they're looking for a support system to help them or to be there with them as they go through this journey. And even if you don't feel, even if you're not scared and you feel like, you know, you can do it, you can go forward and you can go talk to the people that you need to talk to and get the situation handled, you can do it. But sometimes you need a person there with you to see the injustice that happens from society and also just to have a good support system. Because if you have a healthy, loving support system while trying to cope, heal, and move forward from your traumatic experiences, it helps you feel better. But that is all for this episode, and I will see you guys in the next one. I hope you guys have a great day, and bye.